What's happening, everybody? On today's show, a busy 24 hours in the SEC. We got Carson Beck back at Georgia. LSU's Jaden Daniels opts out of the bowl game. A Vandy quarterback transfers to LSU. KJ Jefferson officially in the portal now. We got some recruiting nuggets ahead of signing day. Who chooses Nebraska over Georgia? And plenty more updates from the transfer portal as Ole Miss gets another big name from the SEC. Locked on SEC starts right now. You are locked on SEC. Your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And what's happening, everybody? Welcome into Locked On SEC. It's great to have you guys along. I'm Chris Gordy. Uh, Thanks for making Locked On SEC your first listen every day. Shout out to our everydayers for hopping in with us. And uh, we're free to available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network covering your team every day. We got plenty to discuss, so let's just dive right into it. Let's go around the conference. Boots out to the right. Makes the handoff. Around the conference. And we start over at Georgia as the suspense around their starting quarterback, Carson Beck. It's over for now. Carson Beck is running it back for another season over at Georgia. He made an announcement on social media announcing he will be back in Athens. He said, my friends and family helped me uh, put me in a situation of many options for my future. However, the NFL can wait another year. I'm returning to Georgia for my senior season. We need everybody's support in Miami to close this season out the right way. Uh, This came just uh, a couple days after uh, Carson Beck was saying that he would play in the Orange Bowl but was undecided about next season. Uh, There was a report that came out said that he was asking for somewhere in the vicinity of $4 million in an NIL deal to come back. Uh, But now the decision is made. I I don't know if he got $4 million in an NIL deal, but uh, obviously, look, he was very productive for Georgia this year and you know his decision to come back was kind of you know Brock Vandergriff the backup decided to transfer over to Kentucky where he'll presumably be the starter there so it was like kind of put the uh, pressure on hey Georgia uh, Georgia we kind of need Carson back back next year we can't just roll with Gunnar Stockton or you know we dip in the transfer portal but a lot of the big names are already off the off the table so uh, Carson Beck this season started all 13 games, ranked fourth nationally in passing yards, sixth in completion percentage. So very productive. You presume he'll take another step forward next year and get even better. So again, good news there for uh, Georgia fans and you know anybody that was maybe still in suspense. Oh my God, are we going to lose Carson Beck? And put that aside. But I am curious to see what kind of NIL money he got. I don't know if that'll come out, but pretty interesting there. All right, other big news around the SEC. Uh, Over at LSU, Jaden Daniels, the Heisman Trophy winner, just had a special season. He posted to social media on Monday that uh, he is going to forego the bowl game and head off to the NFL. So we knew he was going to, you know, we knew he was going pro. um, But making official, he's going to stay out of the bowl game. He posted, I love y'all. Proud to be a California Bayou boy. Number five, out. So, uh, presumably, we will get the Garrett Nussmeyer train started very quickly here at LSU. And, and look, it probably is what LSU wanted. As much as people wanted to see, you know, um, 
KJ Jefferson, or I'm sorry, Jaden Daniels play another game there at, at LSU, this sets the tone for next season. And if you know, give Garrett Nussmeyer full reign of the bowl game against Wisconsin, rely Quest Bowl, and he performs well, then all right, LSU's got their guy, and we head off into the offseason feeling, feeling really good about LSU. Some other notes on LSU, Brian Kelly uh, confirming Monday that standout wide receivers Brian Thomas Jr. and Malik Neighbors are going to play in the bowl game uh, against Wisconsin. Now, again, that comes right after Jaden Daniels announced he will not play in the bowl game. Uh, both Neighbors and Thomas are very likely to hear their names called in the first round of the NFL draft. But according to Brian Kelly, he said Jaden Daniels is the only player who will opt out for LSU aside from the guys in the transfer portal. So that, that's pretty big news there. Now, Malik Neighbors needs, I think it's about 20-something yards to become the all-time leading receiver at LSU. So, you know, that, I think that's why he wants to get in there. Maybe he only plays the first quarter and then takes a, a seat or something like that. But another note for LSU, wide receiver Kyron Lacey saying at a charity event on Monday he will be back for another season at LSU. Why is that big? Well, he was third on the team this year with 463 yards, seven touchdowns. Uh, LSU also picked up Mississippi State wide receiver transfer Xavier Thomas, uh, who had 500 yards at state this season. So, you know, looking pretty good, kind of resetting for next year. They'll lose Jane Daniels, Neighbors, and Thomas, but Kyron Lacey coming back with Xavier Thomas, Garrett Nussmeyer are going to have some weapons. Now, that's all to assume that Garrett Nussmeyer is going to be the starter next year at LSU. Some news on Monday as A.J. Swan former Vanderbilt quarterback is transferring into LSU. Swan originally had some buzz around him to transfer to South Carolina, but he has decided to head to LSU. The sophomore quarterback will have two seasons of eligibility remaining, 2,700 passing yards, 22 touchdowns, nine interceptions, shared uh, or was the starter this year before he got banged up, and then Ken Seals took over. Um... Swan was accurate when he had time to throw. Pretty good quarterback. And you got to think this is insurance for LSU and Brian Kelly. No, I don't think anybody really thinks A.J. Swan's going to come in and beat out Garrett Nussmeyer. Now, don't say uh, it's impossible because, shoot, Jaden Daniels transferred into LSU and everybody thought Miles Brennan was going to be the starter. But um, to me, this is LSU getting insurance. This is the same thing Ole Miss did a year ago with bringing in Spencer Sanders. They wanted him to push Jackson Dart, sure. But at the end of the day, I think Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss felt really good about Jackson Dart being their guy, and they were confident in him. But I think they wanted to have an insurance policy. If he went down, they wanted somebody with playing experience. Right now, LSU's got two unexperienced quarterbacks, uh, Colin Hurley or, and you know the young guys who haven't really played much. So this gives them a veteran with experience that if anything were to happen to Nussmeyer in 2024, they could go to A.J. Swan, still execute the offense, and get the job done. So that's what I'm thinking, LSU's thinking, but who knows? Maybe A.J. Swan could go in there and maybe he can push uh, Garrett Nussmeyer for the starting role there. We will see. All right, other news around the conference. K.J. Jefferson, we told you guys he was entering the portal. Now he has officially entered the portal on uh, Monday. His name officially appeared in the transfer portal uh, process. As a graduate transfer, he will have one season of eligibility remaining. Now, what's interesting is with A.J. Swan choosing LSU and not going to South Carolina, 
Now the rumblings of K.J. Jefferson back to South Carolina can resume. Uh, as of this recording, haven't heard anything on that, but, you know, with Dole Loggins being the O.C. there and Rocket Sanders, former Arkansas running back, already transferring to South Carolina, it would make a lot of sense if K.J. wanted to go there. Now, I did see TCU's quarterback threw his name in the portal on Monday. Kendall Bryles is the O.C. at TCU. Could open the door. Maybe K.J. Jefferson wants to go team back up with his O.C. that he had a lot of success with at Arkansas and go to TCU, go to the Big 12 route. So we'll see on that one. But just wanted to verify uh, K.J. Jefferson's name is officially in the portal. The NCAA calendar is currently in a dead period, which means uh, K.J. Jefferson won't be able to take visits until January 12th when the contact period opens up. He will be able to have communication with coaches, however, uh, as long as it's not in person. So we will see on that. Maybe K.J. waits. Look, maybe no rush. You can wait this thing out. You're a veteran quarterback. You don't need to go through all of spring practice with your new team, but we'll see what happens there. And we talked about Ole Miss loading up on in the transfer portal. All the big pieces they've gotten in just the hand, last handful of days from the SEC. Well, another big piece, Mississippi State cornerback, DeCamrian Richardson announced Monday he is transferring to Ole Miss. He's a senior with one year of eligibility left. Been a big part of that Mississippi State defense. He was third on the team in tackles in 2022. Uh, started all 12 games this past year. Was again third on the team in tackles. And uh, had seven pass breakups. He is the 10th addition out of the portal so far this offseason for Ole Miss, and it is, you know, it's clogged with former SEC guys. When you talk about Juice Wells, the South Carolina wide receiver, Tennessee edge Tyler Barron, uh, Florida edge Princely Uman Mielin. I mean, it is just absolutely crazy. But DeCameron Richardson becomes the fourth DB to commit to Lane Kiffin and the Rebels out of the portal. And still rumblings that they may get the former number one ranked recruit in the 2022 class, Walter Nolan, could still be going headed to Oxford. So, my goodness, just Lane Kiffin. And his group, big round of applause for them. They are just rounding up all the big names, and we'll see what they're able to do. Thank you guys for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. Coming up next, we'll hit on some of the big names going on around the transfer portal. Auburn's got a player coming back on offense. We'll tell you who that is coming up next. This episode presented to you by our friends over at eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. It is what brings home the winning trophy. It's also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors Got everything you need to maintain your vehicle, level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, whatever it is that you're looking for for your vehicle, whether you're into power, speed, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. Over 122 million parts are available there for your number one ride or die. You're always going to find exactly what you're looking for, and they've got that eBay guaranteed fit. Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it is easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. eBay guarantee fit only available to U.S. customers. Go check them out right now at ebaymotors.com. Rolling along here, Locked On SEC. Thank you guys for making us your first listen every day. Shout out to our everydayers. Tomorrow on the show, we'll be getting you caught up with some of the recruiting tidbits out there. And we got a little bit of recruiting news we'll hit on here in just a second. But, of course, uh, again, I want to thank you guys for making us your first listen every day. And um, if you want to make your second listen, you can check out the Locked On Sports Today live channel, 24-7 Sports on YouTube 
all of our great shows across the Locked On Network, getting you caught up on all the biggest stories in the sports world. All right, we got to dive back into it. Before we get to transfer portal news, let's get to a couple recruiting nuggets. Over at Georgia, Dylan Rayola, five-star quarterback, number one quarterback uh, in this draft, this uh, recruiting cycle, number two overall prospect. He announced Monday he will indeed uh, flip to Nebraska, flipping his commitment from Georgia. It's not that big of a surprise. Rumblings have been coming the last couple of weeks. The writing has been on the wall. Nebraska has been on his radar. Of course, his dad is a legacy player for the Huskers. His uncle is the current O-line coach there. But Rayola uh, changed his profile picture on Twitter to a Nebraska jersey. Uh, this kid was originally committed to Ohio State, then flipped to Georgia, and has been committed to Georgia all along, and now he's flipping to Nebraska. But he made his announcement on social media in the form of a poem. Uh, it was in the tone of uh, the night before Christmas. Here's a little bit of what Rayola wrote. He said, In the realm of college dreams where purpose takes flight, enter Dylan Rayola, crafting his narrative in the night. Once lured by Georgia, where powerhouse glory gleamed, yet Nebraska's purpose in his heart brightly beamed. All right, that's all I can read. I'm getting a little nauseous reading that. But Dylan Rayola, again, flipping his commitment. Uh, Georgia still does own the number one ranked recruiting class, even despite the commitment. That's how ridiculously good Georgia's recruiting class is. But, uh, Dylan Rayola no longer going to Georgia, or Georgia going to Nebraska. And look, maybe that's good for college football, right? Nebraska has sucked for so long now. Matt Rule needs to turn that thing around. Uh, maybe Nebraska, you know, once proud powerhouse in college football, maybe they can get back to having some success there with a good quarterback. But uh, I got a feeling Georgia's going to be just all right, right? I mean, you got Gunnar Stockton waiting in the wings. You got Carson Beck coming back. Uh, they did sign another quarterback in this class already, so... Uh, best of luck to Dylan Rayola, but he will not be coming to the SEC, as Les Miles said. He didn't have the chest to come to the SEC. All right, other news. Over Texas, they're flipping a commitment from Florida. Xavier Filsime making it official. Five-star DB announcing Monday he is officially flipped from Florida to Texas. Um, again, this is something that had been rumored here the last week or so. He's from the state of Texas, was in Austin to visit Steve Sarkeesian and the Longhorns ahead of early signing period. Took to social media, share the news. Six foot one, 180 pounds, five stars, the number two safety in this class of 2024, the number 30 player overall. And that brings Florida down to 19 high school commitments. The class now ranked number 10. So they moved down five spots from where they were just a few days ago. They were the number five class, and Texas moves up. They now have the composites number five class. Steve Sarkeesian loading up as his team is heading to the playoff hoping to win a national championship before they leave the Big 12 and come to the SEC. So, uh, by the way, Gators and Longhorns scheduled to play next season, November 9th in 2024 in Austin. So we'll see if uh, Phil Samay is playing in that game. All right, over at Vanderbilt, they lost all their quarterbacks this offseason. A.J. Swan, Ken Seals, Walter Taylor, all hitting the transfer portal. Uh, Commodores trying to find their guy. Well, at least they got one guy in the transfer portal. Former Utah quarterback Nate Johnson announcing on social media he is going to head to Vanderbilt. After a redshirt freshman year in 2022, he had a freshman campaign this this past year where he was battling for starter reps. Uh, played in seven games for Utah this fall, threw for 500 yards, three touchdowns, added over 230 rushing yards and four rushing touchdowns. Remember, Utah was missing their starting quarterback, Cam Rising, to start the year, and uh, Johnson was battling for 
the uh, backup role and served as the number two quarterback in the opener against Florida. He did get into that game for Florida fans who remember watching that. He had six carries for 45 yards and a rushing touchdown. But Nate Johnson, he emerged off the bench in the fourth quarter on the road the next week against Baylor and brought him back, come from behind win. So pretty good, you know, Nate Johnson, some skins on the wall there heading to Vanderbilt. So uh, we'll see if he ends up being the starter. Obviously going to need some other quarterbacks uh, in the mix. Their uh, 2024 class bringing a couple of three-star passers, Whit Muschamp and Jeremy St. Hilaire. So I'll see if Nate Johnson will project to be the Vanderbilt starting quarterback next year. All right, over at Georgia, Marvin Jones Jr. He was in the portal. He has committed to Florida State. So the uh, former edge for Georgia, his dad played for Florida State, won the Butkus Award back in 1992. So Marvin Jones Jr. heading to Florida State. Over at Texas A&M, Jake Johnson, their tight end has been in the transfer portal. No surprise, he's going to go follow his brother, Max Johnson, from A&M transferring over to North Carolina. So the Max Johnson and Jake Johnson connection probably going to continue there at North Carolina under Mac Brown. So best of luck to Jake Johnson and Max Johnson heading over there. Uh, also some A&M news. They beat out the likes of Florida, Tennessee, and Georgia for former Mac defensive back Trey Jones, Central Michigan safety. Uh, committed to Mike Elko and company over the weekend. Played 44 games at Central Michigan. Started most of them. So, uh, adding to the secondary there. The Aggies have also added Old Dominion wide receiver Javon Harvey, Youngstown State linebacker Alex Howard, and Louisiana Tech wide receiver Cyrus Allen. Uh, and Mike, Al- Mike Elko apparently has been making some good rounds on the recruiting ranks. Uh, Glenn West is the assistant AD of the uh, – Texas High School Coaches Association. He said that Mike Elko has changed the trajectory with the relationship of a lot of high school coaches. said Mike Elko has done a 180 in the few weeks he's been here. said the thing was on its head, he flipped it around. Showed up to our office by himself. Didn't have a driver, didn't have an entourage. Shook our hand, said, I'm Mike, I'm here to help. So, look, (laughs) Jimbo Fisher maybe didn't have the best relationship with a lot of high school coaches in, in the state of Texas. Sounds like Mike Elko ready to get to work there. Uh, the other newbie in the SEC, Jeff Lebby, making some noise over at Mississippi State. Um, making some offseason additions here, but uh, Mississippi State tight end Jacarius Clayton, he is moving on. He is hitting the transfer portal. Uh, he was a flip from Ole Miss, originally committed to the Bulldogs as a D lineman, was ranked the number 17 player in the state. So Jacarius Clayton on the move. Uh, Cyrus Reyes, highly touted recruit out of state of Texas. Safety initially committed to Memphis back in June, but on Monday he decommitted from Memphis and committed to Mississippi State. Uh, Comes after the Bulldogs hired Matt Barnes, the former D.C. at Memphis, to come in as their co-D.C. under Jeff Levy. And I saw last night Mississippi State did pick up a commitment from Terrence Hibbler, a defensive lineman in the class of 2024. Four-star prospect on the 24-7 composite, the number 10 player out of the state of Mississippi. So good pickup there. Over at Tennessee, they went to the JUCO ranks for D-lineman commit Jamal Wallace. He went to Sierra College the last two years. 45 tackles there, three and a half sacks. So Tennessee looking for some help after Tyler Barron jump ship over to Ole Miss. Falls have commits from five-star edge rusher Jordan Ross and three-star D-lineman Kellen Lindstrom and Carson Gentle. So we'll see what uh, Jamal Wallace is able to do there with the Vols. Over Texas, Andrew Makuba. Three seasons at Clemson. He is transferring to the Longhorns 
was rated the number one safety in the transfer portal. So I'll see what he does with the Longhorns next year. Over at Oklahoma, Bauer Sharp committed to the Sooners over the likes of Utah and Tennessee. Sooners were led by veteran tight end Austin Stogner this season. Uh, it was Stogner's second stint with Oklahoma after he went to South Carolina in 2022. But Bauer Sharp rated the number eight tight end in the transfer class. They also have four-star tight end Devon Mitchell verbally committed. So uh, keep an eye on that Oklahoma tight end spot next year. Over at Auburn, they got a transfer commitment from Kansas defensive lineman Gage Keys. Cool name. Six foot five, 290 pounds. Spent the last three seasons at Minnesota before transferring to Kansas ahead of uh, the season. So um, Auburn getting Gage Keys into the mix. Marcus Harris, of course, moving on to the NFL. Uh, Keys at 13 quarterback pressures, ranked third on the Kansas defense. Becomes the second known transfer pledge to Auburn, joining former Georgia State receiver Robert Lewis. Uh, Auburn also getting some good news yesterday. Rivaldo Fairweather, their tight end, announcing he is coming back for another season on the Plains. He said uh, report to reporters on Monday, just felt like I left a lot of food on the table. It's unfinished business here. I know Coach Freeze has a great plan for us, and that will be uh, way better than we were last year. So Rivaldo Fairweather coming back to Auburn for another year. Over at Alabama, Anquan Barnes, D. Lyman out of Alabama, started his career as a Big-time in-state recruit. He is heading to Colorado. He's going to go play for Dion, along with former LSU DN Quincy Wiggins uh, and former Vandy wide receiver Will Shepard. So a lot of former SEC guys heading up there to go play for Dion over Florida. Uh, they were a little slow to get started in the portal, but they picked up uh, San Diego State O-lineman Brandon Crenshaw-Dixon and Penn D-lineman Joey Slackman. They also picked up Oregon defensive back uh, Triquez Bridges. He's the newest uh, addition there. Heads to Gainesville for, Gainesville for his sixth year of college football. Over the past four years, he recorded 90 tackles for Oregon. Uh, was a 13-game starter for Oregon last year. Over at Missouri, Caleb Pyfram, a former Illinois pledge, now verbally committed to Missouri. He's a lineman out of Nebraska. Listed at 6'5", 315 pounds. So Pyfram, keep an eye on him with Missouri. Over at Kentucky, they're losing tight end Isaiah Cummings. He is reportedly transferring to Louisville. He would join Louisville after spending the past four seasons at Kentucky as a wide receiver and tight end. Caught 18 passes for almost 300 yards and three touchdowns in his time with Kentucky. So a Kentucky-Louisville rivalry just got a little bit more interesting. All right, still more to come here on Locked On SEC, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, covering your team every day. I want to remind you guys, tickets are on sale now for the 2023 Tax Act Texas Bowl. For any folks living in the Houston area or if you're a big-time Texas A&M Aggies fan, you got to get to the Texas Bowl taking place next week, Wednesday, December 27th. It's the Aggies taking on the Oklahoma State Cowboys. You don't want to miss it. It's the, pageant, the passion, the pageantry, and the rivalry of another Big 12 versus SEC showdown to close out the college football season in Houston. You can check out TaxActTexasBowl.com right now for the best suites and seats on game day. And they've got all, all kinds of great free bowl week events, including a uh, concert on December 26th with country music singer and songwriter Roger Crager. They'll also have one on game day with uh, up-and-coming country star Braxton Keith. 
Uh, Houston will be the center of the college football world with the national championship game coming there next month. But the fun gets started on December 27th. Texas A&M Aggies against Oklahoma State Cowboys at NRG Stadium for the best seats, suites, and bowl week events. Check out TaxActTexasBowl.com right now. All right, roll along here, Locked On SEC, and just a couple more nuggets before we get out of here. The uh, Big Ten coaches uh, agreeing on the Rose Bowl that Alabama will win. This was a story from Bruce Feldman over The Athletic. He caught up with nearly a dozen Big Ten coaches, along with some scouts and analysts, talking about the college football playoff semifinals. And, of course, Michigan is the slight favorite still, but talking with Bruce Feldman, a lot of coaches think uh, they're not very impressed with the Michigan Wolverines. They said the main focus of their offense is running back Blake Corum. One defensive analyst offered a critique of Corum, saying, Blake doesn't look like he did last year, doesn't have the juice, he's getting chased down. Another one said, I think Corum is really good, he's just so powerful. I just don't think he has the speed that some SEC guys have, but I do think he's gotten better and he makes them go. Another uh, Big Ten DBs coach said Michigan plays to their strengths. Corm can take the 30-yard run and go 60, but he's a bull. He's a one-cut guy, not a home run threat, but he is really, really good in the red zone and really good on checkdowns. So, good news there for Alabama. Now, Joel Klatt on his podcast was talking about some ways that Alabama could get into trouble against Michigan in the Rose Bowl. Uh, he was on actually on the next round this week with our guys over there, and uh, he said, you know, they, they were asking, you know, on defense, what could it come down to? And Joel Clyde said the line of scrimmage. He said uh, it would be the exact mold of the Texas game if I'm Michigan. It would be that Alabama doesn't run the ball well on first down. They force Jalen Milrow into obvious passing situations. And then Michigan's pass rush shows up. That would be the MO defensively if you're Michigan game planning for this one. But uh, Clyde said red zone execution is going to be big. He said from an offensive perspective, uh, it would be a Michigan can control the game on first down and being a, a, a pass when we want uh, went to in that situation, I think both teams need to win the game the same way. Control the game on first down, but inevitably it's going to come down to your quarterback's abilities to extend drives. Uh, Nick Saban also made an interesting hire ahead of this game, hiring former Michigan linebackers coach George Hilo. Joe Klatt said that move is unbelievable on his uh, show on Monday. He said, if I'm Alabama Nick Saban, this is absolutely what I would do. He noted that uh, Hilo will be now sitting in meetings and telling the Alabama everything about everything that Michigan does, basically. Clyde said, I'm going to get in trouble for saying this, but this is a lot better than having some grainy cell phone footage from across the field poking at Michigan. He said, you get a coach that was actually in their building, it's like, tell me everything they do. You're our employee now. Clyde said that when it comes down to it, that's why Nick Saban continues to be the best. He never leaves a stone unturned. Uh, A few other notes before we get out of here. A couple of uh, SEC coaches in the mix for the Dodd Trophy after strong years. Among the finalists, Nick Saban, Alabama, and Eli Drinkwitz at Mizzou. Uh, Saban was a 2024 recipient of the Dodd Trophy. Eli Drinkwitz making his first appearance on the ballot. Other coaches that are finalists, Jed Fish at Arizona, Mike Norvell at Florida State, and Kalen DeBoer at Washington. I told you guys a couple weeks ago, nothing against Nick Saban. He's done a fantastic job, but... He's like LeBron in the MVP. We can give him coach of the year every year. He's fantastic. But I think what Eli Drinkwitz did at Missouri this year deserves um, 
deserves accolades for Coach of the Year. So we'll see what who wins the Dodd Trophy here coming up uh, real soon. Also want to give a hat tip to Texas Volleyball on Sunday. They beat Nebraska to win the national championship. It was uh, their second or back-to-back national champions over there at Texas. So it's a win for the Big 12 now, but come on over to the SEC. Uh, just an example of, you know, Texas and OU and what they do in volleyball and softball and all these other sports. They could be bringing even more titles to the conference. And uh, somewhere Greg Sankey is having a cocktail going, hell yeah, they will. Hell yeah, they will. All right, that is going to do it for this edition of Locked on SEC. Thank you guys for making us your first listen every day. Shout out to our everydayers. Come on back tomorrow on the show. We'll get you caught up on a couple of nuggets ahead of early signing day. It's National Signing Day. Let's just call it what it is. But uh, for your second listen, uh, Locked On, we've launched our first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Go search Locked On Sports today. Get caught up on all our national shows covering every league and also um, all our local experts breaking it all down. I'm Chris Gordy. This has been Locked On SEC. Come on back tomorrow. We'll talk to you guys right here.